Welcome to the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. I am Andrew Khan. I'm Ryan Zook. I'm Aaron McMahon. Uh, I apologize if anyone's bothered by my voice. I feel like crap right now. He sounds better than he looks. So yeah, he's got that say, I'm bothered by him. your face more. <laughs> so, but uh, still happy to have you on. Um, but uh, let's start with Ryan Zook. Ryan, why don't you announce to the listeners? I mean, oh, you've been yeah. a part of this podcast for a while now, but uh, I guess you'll will be a part of it in a different capacity going forward. Big announcement. Personal news. As, Starting as like the next couple weeks, I'll be uh, covering uh, Michigan football full-time along with Aaron. So, and obviously you'll be, you'll be at the uh, yeah. helping out a little bit as Se- well. Second so. time he tries to, uh, you know. <laughs> well, I, mean, I think most my, people my, uh, associate you with the Michigan basketball beat and then Aaron sure. with the Michigan football beat. And so, that's fair. Yeah. So, I mean. Are you excited? Everyone says I'm always excited to share. Excited? Are yeah, you excited? I, I'm excited. So he, excited. He followed the protocol with this tweet. Personal news. New he personal, said it was yeah. personal news. Personal news. Yeah. You know, not job news. Getting away news. from my normal news oh, breaking. I, I mean, isn't is your job personal? I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I know what you mean. You're not. You're not sharing a story you wrote right, or any yeah, sort it's of not, news right. that, uh, on on your beats. It's, it's personal. Sure. Yeah. Or should I quote tweet? Be like, actually. <laughs> Job news. There you go, job. No, it's all good. <laughs> all right. You got a promotion. Yeah. It's a good yeah. thing. So, yeah, You're exactly. moving up in the world, yeah. Zook. Yeah, finally. Kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, the, uh, the podcast is really going places. I went uh, I went to see The Lion King last night with my wife, date night. We went to see the remake of The Lion King, which is, as I was sitting there, I'm like, we're going to see a movie that I've we've watched bits and pieces of 50 times in the last few months with our near two-year-old right. daughter, the, the original. And now we're going to see this movie, like our time away from her. It was kind of funny. But uh, afterwards, we went to, went to dinner and uh, uh, a little bit of a wait to get in. And uh, so we, we went to the bar and a couple folks were talking about the Wolverine Confidential Podcast. There's oh, no way. Why no would way. I make that up? <laughs> was it good or bad? It was good. It was good. You know, they may mention another one they, they listened to as well. Wait, so, did that. they mention it to you that hey, we listened to it? Or they no, were just no, they didn't. Themselves? Yeah, they didn't know who I was, or, or oh, they were wow. just talking about it. I just was ordering, and the conversation was overheard. So, you got to bring it. People are out there right. listening. Wow. Shout out to those listeners. Yeah. Wherever you are, <laughs> there, are two. there are two. Keep talking. We knew yeah. we had two. Our <laughs> metrics tell us we had two listeners, <laughs> and I found them <laughs> last night. So, yeah, we're in business. Um, yeah, but uh, obviously, a lot of. Uh, uh, football news, given that Big Ten held its media days in Chicago um, on Thursday and Friday. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess, uh, Aaron, you were the only one of us who, who was who was physically there. Um, you know, I, was, I was watching some of the coverage on TV and certainly reading um, your stories. Uh, I feel like the, I'd like to start with the transfer yeah, stuff, if it's okay. I think I think the first thing, as always, I like, like to set it up for the listeners who may have not every – read every word you wrote uh, this past weekend, um, which would be sort of laying out Harbaugh's uh, comments and, and sort of philosophy on um, how the tran- how transfers should work and, and yeah. sitting out and, and things like that. Yeah, so this is an opinion he's kind of had for a while. It, it mm-hmm. seems like he's, it's evolved into this because I can remember him first broaching this topic when we were in Paris last spring. He, he didn't know, I think, at the time what exactly he thought. Uh, but obviously, you know, with Shea Patterson was coming in at the time and it, he wasn't at that point – uh, ruled eligible yet by the NCAA, but it, it, was, it happened during that trip. Um, but he, at that time, threw out the idea of a potential one-time transfer f- free thing where, you know, a kid, and he's not talking football, he's talking about all, all sports mm-hmm. and all student athletes, where they have the ability to transfer once without having to sit out a year like, like it's 
protocol now. Typically, NCAA. Sure. Now there are exceptions where kids can claim things, and like Shea Patterson got got the waiver and everything else. But he has this idea that, um, and he's he's he. He said this several times at Big Time Media Days. He was asked about it, and it was a topic of discussion with many coaches. Um, not just you know Harbaugh's idea, but the whole you know transfer portal in general. Um, Harbaugh thinks that all student athletes should have a one-time free transfer. Now, after that, should they want to transfer twice, three times, then they're going to have to sit out the year like usual. Um, he still is in favor of the grad transfer model, where you know if you graduate from a school um, and you decide to transfer, you can play right away. He, he likes that as well. Um, but yeah, he was pushing that quite a bit over the, uh, over Thursday and Friday in Chicago. He mentioned it several times. He's asked about it several times, um, and that seems to be his his opinion on the matter at this point. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Ryan, you can weigh in too. I, I I have no problem with that. It makes a lot of sense. I think people often have problem with changing rules because they get used to what it is, and then mm-hmm. they, it's hard to see kind of uh, the bigger picture. But uh, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, and part part of we'll get into this next, but, you know, it just sort of takes away uh, the gray area and, you know, evaluating all these cases, which are all, you know, many are similar, but they're all unique in their own, in their own way, as far as, um, you know, what the waiver is being requested for. There, there are many different reasons, Um, you know, get closer to home, uh, you know, because, because a particular relative is ill. That, that was something that I know was, um, has, has been a reason for, for many players transferring in the past. Um, but yeah, there, there are a lot of different different reasons you could do it, and it's like kind of tasking the NCAA with kind of evaluating uh, uh, which ones are, I don't know if this is even the right word, but legitimate compared right. to others, or which ones are, are worthy of, of uh, okay, sure, you can play right away. No, you had to. This wasn't a good enough reason. You have to right. sit out. Is a, is a really tough job. Um, and uh, yeah, I think, I think you know, Harbaugh's plan certainly, I don't think you should make rules just because something is, is hard, but... Um, yeah, it was just it was almost becoming too complex, mm-hmm. too difficult to sort of decipher <laughs> between these cases. Um, this would eliminate that. So. It would. And, and the NCAA, keep in mind, last month, I believe it was, the NCAA has tightened some of those rules because you've seen the pro- proliferation of some of these kids claiming, you know, or, or using certain reasons for, for mm-hmm. transfers. Um, now it sounds like they're, they're trying to get both athletic directors from both schools involved because typically when a kid transfers, sure, here's how it goes. You know, a kid goes to his current school and says, hey, I want to transfer. He puts his name in the transfer portal. Then schools from outside, all, every, all the other schools have the um, ability to gauge that kid, reach out to him, see, gauge his interest, and then mm-hmm. basically re-recruit him. Mm-hmm. Then he ends up going to that school. Now, it, typically, like I said, kids have to sit out a year, but they've been using exceptions. And it, then it comes down to the compliance departments in both schools. They both rule on it, and then it goes to the NCAA. So typically, if both compliance departments are in agreement that a kid you know, should be eligible to play that, that next year, then the NCAA will, will let it happen. Now, if, if one school does not like it, and it's typically the, the former school, mm-hmm. that's when you see kids sit out. And that's where the, that's where the gray area, that, that, that the confusion gets in, because you see some, some kids who claim certain things and get, and get you know, they're ruled eligible for the next year, and you see some kids claim the same things and they're not. Right. So, so Harbaugh, like you said, is trying to clean that up. It, it's consistent. It gives each kid, every, all eligible kids, you know, one time they can do it. Whether you agree with it or not, I don't know, but it does, you know, seems equitable, fair. Right. So that, you know, that in and of itself, even though it may have not been the first time Harbaugh, you know, mentioned this or whatever, okay, you know, that was that was newsworthy, um, I think. But what touched a nerve with some with even more people, what maybe made it a bigger story, of course, was, um, you know, that Harbaugh brought up, uh, 
you know, depression as a mm-hmm. potential reason for people, uh, you know, mental health issue uh, as, as a reason for transferring. Uh, so again, yeah. you know, if you could kind of lay out what, what he said for someone who, who maybe didn't know. Yeah. So he, again, he was asked about the tra- his, his transfer idea several times on Friday because that's when Michigan and he sp- spoke to the media at mm-hmm. Big Time Media Days. Um, the depression issue never came up. However, he brought it up unprompted. Uh, on a radio interview with Big Ten Today and ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Friday morning. Uh, so he actually spoke, you know, he spoke twice uh, to the media Friday in, in Chicago, once at the podium for the first 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. That was the portion that was televised live on the Big Ten Hour that right. many of you probably watched. Uh, after that, then he went to Radio Row and did some radio interviews. This is where that, the, the depression thing came up, uh, Big Ten Radio. Uh, he didn't. It, he was asked about his one-time transfer rule. He discussed it. Again, he said he, he believes that's what he wants. And then he went into this. I'll read it verbatim. Just, I'll let his full comments stand as they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, the other piece that bothers me is the youngster that says, quote, this is a mental health issue. I'm suffering from depression. They're getting, they're getting eligible. And once that's known, that you're just say this, say that to get eligible, the problem I see with that is you're going to have guys who, okay, yeah, I'm, a, I'm depressed. They say what they've got to say. But down the road, I don't see that helping them if it's not a legitimate thing. Nobody would know. Um, but what do you say 10 years down the road? I did what I had to say. I said what I had to say. You're putting them in a position that's unfair, not right. And just as you said, that's not truthful. That's not necessarily truthful. And that's not something we should be promoting at the collegiate level. Tell, telling the truth matters. Probably the number one thing that you need to do, especially at a college, is that you can't have experiments that aren't truthful. You can't lie about experiments. You can't lie about equations. You shouldn't be lying in football, and that, sh- that should not be a message we're teaching. I got a little long-winded there, but I think that, um, that I think that would all help all help all concerned. So he, he to me, you know, it, he, he he brought this up. I think, and this again, this is my opinion. But Michigan had a, had a, a kid transfer last season, James Hudson, offensive tackle. Uh, he, I was written about back in the in the fall. He left, I believe, in October. Uh, he announced in December that he was transferring Cincinnati, and then he came out in the spring, I believe, it was April or May, on Twitter, and said that you know he was he was upset because he wasn't. Cl- uh, cleared to play this fall at Cincinnati. Um, he said he, he, he said he was dealing with depression last year at Michigan. Uh, however, he said he did not tell the Michigan Compliance Department, and I think that's one of the reasons it sounds like they, they held his, his transfer waiver up. Um, you know, Hudson has, has made claims in the, in the past that it seems like he, he's claiming that Harbaugh is one of the reasons why he's not eligible to play this fall. Um, Harbaugh was asked about Hudson during his, his hour session with us. At the very end, a reporter asked him about it, and, and Harbaugh said that uh, you know he maintained that that wasn't his decision. It was a two compliance department and Sibley that, that made that call. Um, but, and then he went on the radio and the, and the radio interview was earlier that morning. Um, but again, it was unprompted. Nobody asked him about it. Nobody brought it up. He brought it up on himself. So to me, it was clearly on his mind. It was something that was bothering him. And it's, it's drawn some headlines here in the last few days. See, yeah. For me, I, I actually appreciate him being open and candid about his thoughts on all these subjects. I mean, yeah, I, I get there's a social stigma with depression, but I mean, why kind of sugarcoat it if that's not how you really feel? And like, I mean, I feel like Harbaugh, I mean, if he, I, I appreciate that he's saying what he feels. I mean, if I, I could see where he's coming from, I could see maybe people trying to use, say some things to, um, to kind of jump through a loophole. But I mean, at the same time, I guess, I mean, that is a, depression is a serious medical condition as well. So, I mean, it's, he, he walked a fine line, but I mean, for me, I think I, I don't really have any problem with it. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, there's, you know, I can't speak for all, all the stories out, that are out there. I didn't, I didn't read them all. I read Aaron's um, and his provided the proper context. You know, here's, here's Harbaugh's comment here. You know, here's how it came about. Here's the question. And yes, the story mentioned 
James Hudson, even though Harbaugh didn't specifically, yeah. because I think you'd be telling an incomplete picture if you didn't. Right. Um, you know, you didn't go and say, this is why he said it for sure. He believes he's faking it. Were there other outlets out there that were saying that? I, I don't know. I, I, I guess why I'm saying that is it would seem like there were based on some of the reaction I'm seeing where, oh, Harbaugh getting unfairly trashed or, you know, he's claiming depression isn't a, a valid reason for transferring. He, he wasn't saying that. Your story wasn't saying right. that he was saying that. And Hudson, um, Hudson tweeted uh, kind of when, some things, too, when he found out that what Harbaugh said, didn't he? All we can say, Harbaugh was asked about his comments about his transfer rule and, and everything else. Uh, it was one-time transfer rule. You know, Hudson was making comments on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I, I saw, I think someone quoted Harbaugh it was one-time transfer rule. And and I think Hudson at one point tweet, quote tweeted and put LOL right. like laughing like he like that that wasn't his understanding what Harbaugh felt mm-hmm. on the matter. So yeah, Hudson has been clearly bothered by this whole thing, every, all of Harbaugh's comments. Um, but yeah, he, he has. Yeah, I mean it's just it's it's a specific example of, of the gray area mm-hmm. we touched on earlier. Where sure that is a I, I would say that's a legitimate reason potentially for someone transferring, but there's also you, you open the box for. Um, you know, and, and wouldn't it just be depression? Be there's a multitude of other reasons uh, someone might get that waiver, and then other players might see that as a path. I mean, that's kind of yeah, what Harbaugh's saying. Right. He said, "Oh, that's right. a path uh, to potentially get eligible." And and I mean, honestly, that would be one um, that wouldn't come with much. It'd be hard to prove one way or the other mm-hmm. from from the outside. So, uh, and bottom line, he tricky. still was able to transfer. Like, so it's not like the, the right. transfer was. There. I mean, he'll still be eligible to play again in a year and. And continue to prove himself on the football field. So it's not like, oh, he can't play football anymore. It's just he has to sit out like most other athletes do. And look, I'm not a doctor, so I, and I don't specialize in diagnosing depression, and I can't tell you the answer to, to, to battling it or fixing it. But I will say this, you know, to, to add to this whole thing, you know, offensive coordinator Josh Gaddis weighed in uh, yesterday, I believe, on Twitter. I, I thought his comments were pretty profound and pretty eye opening. I'll read what he wrote uh, Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. Uh, the media's narrative of Coach Harbaugh's quotes has been taken out of context to build a story. Mental health is a disturbing disease that has been affected that has affected myself and my immediate family twice with suicide in my family and another suicide by a close friend. Mental health is something that's often overlooked with a few noticeable symptoms. It was something my family never saw coming. However, respect for mental health is not about how fast you can rush an individual back to the school, sport, or whatever caused this mental trauma. The right protocol is to get anyone dealing with any mental issues the right therapy support needed over time. Gaddis's emphasis, not mine, to suppress this disease for the long-term well-being of the person. The topic is bigger than football. It's bigger than a game. It's bigger than media eligibility. It's about listening, love, and life. So Gaddis brings up a good point. You know, if you are in fact dealing with depression, you know, it is the right way, is the right, you know, therapy rushing back to football. I don't know. That's tough for me to say. I'm not. I'm not James Hudson's shoes. I'm not in Jim Harbaugh's shoes. Um, I'm not the one making the decisions. I'm not the NCAA. So, you know, others have weighed in. Uh, other players in, in Michigan's past that have played under Harbaugh weighed in as well. They defended Harbaugh. Um, you know, Harbaugh took to Twitter also Saturday, Saturday morning. Um, he obviously, you know, he'd seen the headlines and everything else, and he basically, you know, backed himself up, uh, doubled down in some respects. He says he still maintains the one-time transfer rule. It's his idea for a one-time transfer rule, and he thinks that would negate all of this. You know, right. if, if that was in place, James Hudson would be eligible this fall. Right. Um, and yeah, now you're reminding me that, you know, Gaddis's tweet is part of the reason I, I said I hadn't seen all the other stories, but clearly there are some out there because, I mean, he starts his comment with the media's narrative of Coach Harbaugh's quotes has been taken out of context to build a story. So I don't know, just giving props to, to, to you for, for I felt like providing that uh, that context. Um, but yeah, this, I, I don't know, it's 
kind of interesting for me. It's kind of my two, two, my former world and current world colliding to a certain extent. As I, you know, used to work at a, a nonprofit that uh, you know, dealt with with mental health. Mental health is not a disease, by the way. That's mm. sometimes these terms are getting thrown around. Getting mental health is just it's what it is. It's right. your mental health. Nope. But um, anyway, uh, yeah. I mean, the other, I guess, the other comment uh, that was sort of drew. Uh, brought about, I don't want to say controversy, just, you know, generated interest would be, um, his, on um, former Ohio state coach, Urban Meyer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, again, just sort of what were those? And, uh, it, it's, yeah. it's funny because last year, the big time media days was, you know, Her- Urban Meyer was the center of controversy. Then if folks forget, that's when the whole Zach Smith, his wide receivers, uh, you know, his wide receiver right. coach, that wasn't, you know, controversial and dealing with domestic, uh, violence issues came up. And now this year it's, it's Harbaugh's comments that have kind of, uh, you know, made he made made him the star. I guess big Tamini days last week in Chicago. But yes, you know, it was a Thursday morning. Uh, these kind of came out. I believe he interviewed with Tim Kawakami of the Athletic early in the week for his podcast. Uh, Harbaugh was asked a myriad of issues. I believe it was a fifty-minute to an hour-long interview. They covered the gamut of everything from him coaching in San Francisco to him at Michigan. Now, at one point, Kawakami asked Harbaugh uh, his his thoughts on uh, Urban Meyer retiring. You know, and, and you know he uh, you know he, he praised Meyer at first. He said Urban Meyer's had a winning record, a really phenomenal record everywhere he's been. And then here's the quote that kind of got Harbaugh, um, you know, people talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes, but also controversy follows him everywhere he's been. That was the end of it. You know, Harbaugh didn't say anything else about Urban Meyer. He wasn't asked about Urban Meyer anymore. Um, but it was that final sentence I think that got people going again. Um, keep in mind, and and uh, Harbaugh was asked about Urban Meyer retiring back in December. He offered no comment at the time. Um, he didn't want to say anything, and now he, he says this. So I think that's that's what kind of generated all this interest. I think more so from the Ohio State side than the Michigan side. A lot of the Michigan fans and, and folks that follow the program were like, well, what's the big deal? I mean, it, he's telling the truth, <laughs> right? right? And, right. I, and in some ways, he is. It's, I think it's closer to the truth than it's not. Um, but the Ohio State you know, side is saying, well, why are you saying these now? Why didn't you say these when he was coaching, you know, beating you, you know, 40 straight years? So that was the, you know, the crux of that whole thing. It, it was, he was asked about it again on Friday when he interviewed with the reporters. Uh, didn't have much else to add. He basically said, I'm telling you my opinion. I'm trying to be transparent with you. Take it or leave it, you know? Right. I mean, I think, I think the, the interesting part is that coaches don't usually kind of talk about, talk right. smack about other coaches. They, you know, so that's, that's what made it kind of interesting. And obviously he's not, he's not a current coach, but still. Um, but yeah, the, the statement itself, uh, no one would dispute that he uh, was a good coach right. on the field. And man, you'd have, you have, let's, I'll put it this way. You certainly have a different perspective or definition of, of controversy if you don't also agree with that second part of that statement. Right. Uh, now, there might be some Ohio State fans out there who, who don't, but man, I mean, the fact is, yeah, there were like 31 in Florida. Florida. He yeah. had issues in Ohio State. There, there was controversy where, now, where, where everywhere he's been, no. But he, right, Urban right. Meyer has sure. had a sheer controversy in his, in his programs when he was in charge. Whether that's his fault or not, that's up for interpretation. That's up to your opinion. But at the end of the day, he is the head coach. He's the leader of the program. He should take responsibility for that stuff. So I, that's why I think that last sentence is closer to the truth than not. And when you think of Urban Meyer, you associate him with Florida and Ohio State. Correct. I mean, you right. don't really think about where else he's been. Right. Yeah, no, I mean, if you, if you look at uh, Michigan recent years uh, in, in kind of a variety of sports, um, maybe haven't quite gotten, you know, well, haven't gotten those, those national championships that, that you may have wanted. I mean, certainly football and, and men's basketball comes to mind. Um, you know, baseball recently happened uh, that they got to the national championship and lost. Um, but 
there haven't really been those off field issues or, or, you know, sanctions or, or things like that were fear of, of banners being brought down. Um, like there have been at, at some, some other places. Uh, so I think it's, I don't know, say, it's like, what do you want as a, as a fan it's, it, in, right. in the college sports today? It's almost, it's really hard to have it all. Correct. And we've talked about this before, <laughs> you know, it, it's, you know, Jim Harbaugh's programs haven't been, you know, they're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think his programs have been more well run than, than urban Myers have been. So I think at the end of the day, it makes Harbaugh's statement true. Uh-huh. Uh, now you can argue, again, my critic crit- criticism is why now, why, why say right. this now? Sure. The timing of the thing. Um, but you know, it, it, it's a lighthearted comment. I think it was, you know, it was treated as a jab. I think it makes this rivalry more interesting come November. I don't, you know, maybe that energizes Ohio state more. I don't know. And energizes Ryan day. Well, like, people, I mean, people are saying, well, why didn't he say that before when he was coaching? I'm like, well, if you do that, then you're going to fuel even more. Oh, I'll say even more. If you say that right. at, their, at that time, I mean, I, I can see why he wouldn't say that when he was still coaching there. I mean, and he's trying to do more questions about it now, just because right. that's the nature of where we stand right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, Was there any other actual, you know, news uh, about the football team that came out of uh, media days? Uh, a few notes I think I've written about this the last few days over the weekend. If you haven't checked, on live.com backslash Wolverines. Um, a couple things that stand out. One, he, during Harbaugh's original 15 minutes on Big Ten Network, he hinted at the possibility of a uh, game on foreign soil. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what that means or where that's going to be, um, but it sounds it means like – outside of America. Co- oh, correct. <laughs> correct. correct. Where, I don't know. Um, you know, they've, as we've, what we've documented this, you know, a lot lately, Michigan is, you know, they've gone to places during their spring trips. Mm-hmm. I could see some place in Europe. Uh, Harbaugh apparently wasn't supposed to say anything, but he did anyway. So yeah, I, like, I like when he asked, like, wait, is this known? Do you guys know yeah, about and, this? Uh, and, you, you should have read it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But what, what exactly? Yeah, can you can remind you, us? Right, that's right. Right. Yeah, we've heard. So he didn't give us the details. I suspect something will be coming soon here in the next few weeks to a month. It sounds like it's close to being finalized. Um, injury wise. It uh, sounds like most of Michigan's guys that did not participate in the spring are healthy again. That includes Jack Charbonnet, uh, Hassan Hoskins. Uh, I asked Harbaugh if the receivers were healthy, and he kind of gave me a muddled answer. So I don't know what that means. Uh, Josh Gaddis has told me that they're healthy, so I don't know what the heck's going on over there. Uh, but it sounds like Anthony Thomas is injured at this point, starting cornerback. Uh, it's, it's unclear at this point whether he'll be healthy for the start of fall camp August 2nd. Um, if he can't go... Uh, the Michigan's got some things to figure out. It sounds like Vincent Gray uh, is a possibility there. Um, Jamon Green, DJ Turner, true freshman. Um, so we'll see. Uh, otherwise, news-wise, not a ton. Um, Harbaugh did indicate there's a possibility that he may use Dylan McCaffrey more than maybe some folks think. Uh, he, he threw out the idea of maybe playing two quarterbacks in the game. Now, not at once, but it would be more of a, you know, Shea plays a certain, you know, Shea probably plays most of the game, but maybe Dylan comes in for certain packages. I, he wasn't really clear about that either. Um, so a lot of mixed messages we got at media day in terms of that type of stuff. Yeah, you wonder if that's to prevent, you know, transfer down the road to get guy on possible. the field and stuff like that. I feel yeah. like coaches do have to think about that maybe now more than ever. But I think part of it is also, geez, he's like one of the better players on the team. We want to get him on the field. Unfortunately, of course, with the quarterback position, typically, well, you only need one of them out there at a time. Right. And uh, typically, yeah, you, you kind of stick with whoever the better one is for the whole game. Uh, I, I will say this. McCaffrey, I think, surprised the coaching staff last last, summer, last season with mm-hmm. his speed. I don't think yeah. they realized he was as quick as he was. As he was. Um, and with Michigan's you know more spread out offense, RPO game, I, I think there will be instances where I think McCaffrey can be used and utilized. Uh, so I think there's instances where maybe he could see the field, you know, maybe, you know, midway through the second quarter and, you know, 
you know, third and long situation or third and five situation. I don't know right. um, whether that, you know, what that, what that means for Shea Patterson remains to be seen. You know, if you're the starting quarterback, you don't want to hear that where another guy's going to see the field more. So we'll, sure. we'll see. But yeah, for the free, some more intrigue int- before the start of fall camp. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, it can't hurt. You know, he's going to be the guy probably going into next season, right? Patterson, I guess, could technically come back. Would he have a year? No, he's, no, he's, he's done no matter what. Year. Okay. Yep. Um, so yeah. Uh, McCaffrey's going to be the guy. So more experience, uh, this season can't hurt. Um, yeah. Uh, so pretty busy in a couple days. It was, it was, it ended up being uh, more newsworthy than I thought it was going to be. But again, I think that was because of Harbaugh mm-hmm. and his comments. Um, so, you know, like I said, fall camp starts August 2nd. Jeez, coming up here in about two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, right tackle position kind of remains up in the air at this point. Uh, Harbaugh did praise um, Andrew Stuber, obviously, and, and Jalen Mayfield. He talked up. May, Mayfield a lot. He likes watching him play. Um, you know, they got some things to figure out. A middle linebacker sounds like Cam McGrone is, is kind of surprised some folks, and he had a good spring. So I think he'll be challenging Josh Ross a little bit. Uh, Ross is figured to be the, the you know, the, the the favorite there, but you know, I think McGrone's going to pick up there. Um, and again, the secondary. You know, Daxon Hill's in. Uh, Harbaugh didn't have a ton to say about Daxon. However, he has said in the past that he anticipates him playing early. So we'll see if he gets one of the safety spots. But he does like him at safety at this point too. The, uh, the foreign soil thing, that's what I meant to follow up on. Um, I mean, he said the announcement would be imminent. Did he say it would be for next season, though? Yeah, they no, right? No idea. Okay, gotcha. No idea. Um, so, and, and I wrote about this, too. You know, it, uh, the, foreign, the foreign game isn't totally, you know, uh, rare nowadays. You know, Ohio State's got a game scheduled for Dublin, Ireland next year against Army. Um, exactly. Notre Dame has played in Ireland in the past. Uh, Stanford played in Sydney, Australia a few years ago. Uh, those team, those two, Sydney, Australia, and Dublin, Ireland teams seem to be the two, um, you know, uh, popular areas in the last decade for for international college football games. So if you know, if, I had, if I had to pick a favorite, maybe it'd be one of those two spots. Um, I could see Michigan going, you know, going back to Italy maybe for a game or maybe London. I mean, so there's there's opportunity. Right. I saw someone on Twitter said that Windsor is only a few miles down the road, there so it's go. probably not going to be in Windsor though, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, it was weird. I mean, you did see someone from uh, Mexico, a media member from Mexico was there, and they kept asking about Mexico City and the opportunity of playing there. So that was thrown out there, but I don't foresee that being anytime yeah. soon either. The, the schedule is set for the next two years at least. They they're you know they've got their three non conference games right. with the uh, you know marquee one being a home and home with Washington. So that would have to be well, – a, a game would have to be changed right. or moved Michigan in, order, to in, order to, right. in order to – yeah. Something um, would have to happen. That. But past that, 2022, uh, you know, there's currently uh, in, in open, an open date, uh, the marquee games. Uh, those next two years are home and home with UCLA. But again, uh, to expect that it's, it would be a marquee opponent, I mean, if you look at the games that have happened previously right. on Foreign Soil, they necessarily have not been no. two. It's good usually, Notre Dame has played a service academy. Correct. And, uh, you know, I don't know. I think Boston College and, and someone else played kind of neither were, were super high profile teams. Um, so, yeah. We'll see. I, well, yeah, we'll it, see. It, it could be a new opponent. It could be a, a physically already scheduled game. Sure. That nothing was provided at this point. I don't think Harbaugh was even supposed to say anything, but mm-hmm. he did anyway. He does this. Gotcha. Um, well, yeah. Well, I guess we can we can shift over to basketball. Uh, Juwan Howard's uh, you know out there just offering a lot of a lot of elite prospects. I kind of you know wrote a wrote a story. Uh, I don't you know I don't write up necessarily everyone that gets offered, but you know when trends start to uh, emerge, uh, I do. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean if you look at the 2020 class, which would be you know kids who are going into their senior year of, of high school that would be uh, playing for, for Michigan as freshmen, not this coming season, but the next one. Um, 
you know, you kind of go down the list and he's offered a lot of the, the top players there, certainly for 2021 as well. Um, and we now Even learn he is offered the top player yeah. in, or who's, and some of the major sites don't, don't, um, Ranked 2022 prospects yet, but those that do have uh, a debates uh, at top. He's pretty much the clear consensus is the number one player mm-hmm. in the 2020 2022 class. And uh, yeah, about less than a week after Michigan State offered the Ypsilanti Lincoln, soon to be sophomore, Michigan uh, followed suit and offered him last week. And uh, it's his fourth scholarship offer already. And um, it's take that with a grain of salt because the room, I mean, at this point, um, he plans on going straight to the NBA, assuming that the one-and-done rule um, will be kind of rescinded at that point um, by the time he is a, uh, a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. I mean, it will be interesting to see how all this develops in the next few years. I mean, he still has three years of high school basketball to play. So, I mean, right. it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, door to mission, door to mission. I'm like, yeah, well, like, you still, you still that's a long way down the road still. Um, but he is a special talent. I mean, I went to see him practice. Uh, went to interview him for a story a few days ago, or a couple a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, their 15U AU team was scrimmaging, and it's like that, that kid is on the same team as everyone else. Like mm-hmm. it's it's amazing how talented he is at such a young age. But um, yeah, he's having a strong summer with his AAU team. Um, he had averaged like 28 points at the the Peach uh, Nike EYBL Peach Jam mm-hmm. last week, which is kind of like the uh, the Super the Super Bowl, the World Series of AAU basketball. So yep. um, he is a, a special talent, and Lincoln's going to be fun to watch this year. They also have a couple um, high profile transfers coming in as well. Um, some uh, six foot eight kid from from Dayton who plays on the AAU team, and then uh, a six nine kid from Orchard Lake St. Mary's coming over as well. So they're going to have some height next year. Um, yeah, it'll be. It'll be interesting to watch. Um, yeah, how the how the NBA rules or kids kids reclassify now. That's another thing that that uh, happens right. um, with with certain prospects. So uh, yeah, we'll he, be following that. He but. has said in the past that I mean, uh, Michigan State and and Kentucky are kind of like the the programs he admires most. But I mean, obviously, a lot of times or a lot of time for things to change. Yeah, um, program. I mean, both. All those programs might be changing too by the time he's a senior and has or junior or senior that by the time he has to make the decision too if he decides to go the college route. So a lot still to be played out, but yeah, I mean, just offering the kid uh, being his fourth offer shows that Jawan Howard's kind of shooting for the stars here early on. Absolutely, uh, hope to get maybe some more answers on philosophy and, and sort of coaching, uh, you know, on court X's and O style and play things. Uh, Today, as we will be meeting with with Jawan Howard, uh, we being you know local media beat writers, uh, so yeah, stay tuned for for more on uh, MLive.com, you know today and, and tomorrow um, potentially about that. Um, in the meantime, I you can read a read a story I wrote about his son. Um, you know, saw him play at uh, this Moneyball Summer League uh, near Lansing uh, last week, um, and caught up with him afterwards about kind of the, the path he's taken and uh, you know, obviously his his dad's new job. So, uh, yeah, more to come on that. But uh, anything else? Any more any parting words for this episode of the Wolverine Confidential Podcast? I'm good. No, I think we have to go get Aaron some medicine here. Sounds yeah, good. Way <laughs> he really gutted through it. Yeah. Uh, MVP of the pod. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next time.